At Comenius, we cross three bridges. The first bridge we cross is college uh, down at IUPUI, where I meet Christian college students, and I help them to think Christianly about the things that they're hearing on the college campus and interact with them on numerous academic issues. The second bridge that we cross is into communities, and that's what the full focus of this radio show is, really, to do good and to find Christians in and around Indianapolis who are doing that. And then our final uh, bridge that we cross is into culture, so I'm constantly speaking and writing and talking about various issues uh, in various venues around the country, uh, going from hither to yon, as it were, uh, to actually uh, access lots of different places to speak on behalf of the Cominius Institute. But this morning, we are glad to have with us Victoria Moore, and Victoria is here to talk to us about her life and what she does, uh, not only in her vocation, but also in her nonprofit. Victoria, thanks so much for being here with us. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for <clears throat> So the very first thing that we want to do uh, always is introduce you to everybody. So you take it from here. Tell us whatever you want to tell us about your biographical background, your family, your church, your schooling, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Well, I am Evangelist Victoria Moore, and I am Mrs. Merrick to Mr. Philip Moore, and uh, we have uh, a blended family of seven beautiful children, seven grandchildren. Um, we uh, attend Beach Grove Bible Church, church here in Indianapolis, so uh, I'm so grateful for my pastor, Pastor Dwight Washington, and his first lady, Washington, Rwanda, Washington. So I'm very happy to be here. Also, um, we are definitely uh, together with Foundation of Truth. I can't leave them out as well. So the body of Christ, many members, but the same body. Hallelujah. So today I am here to tell you that I'm the founder of GIGW. What is that? Girls into Godly Women Ministries. Woohoo! <laughs> so all my young leaders and parents and families. Hallelujah. So uh, we have been founded here. First of all, I want to tell you about the vision. The vision started 2003. Um, it was birthed through a prayer group, believe it or not. Mm. Prayer still works. So according to the uh, book of Habakkuk, write the vision down. I wrote it down. It tarried for 10 years. So 2003 to 2013, it manifested mm. here in Indianapolis. So um, we started off in a hotel. Uh, actually, we started in my apartment. So we started in an apartment, then we moved to the hotel, and then currently now we are at 308 North Emerson Avenue. That's right there between Emerson and New York. At Emerson, inside of Emerson Baptist Church, on the corner where the senior pastor is, Pastor Justin. Uh, yeah, Justin, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce his last name. It's kind of like a thoroughbore, but anyway. Good morning, Pastor Justin. So, <laughs> yes, give kudos to him. But it's Emerson Baptist Church, and we meet twice a month. And we do run through from September through May um, each year. So I am so excited. Each year we have um, exciting things to do for our young leaders. I truly believe that God called me as far as the book of Titus that uh, says to us that the Older generation of women should teach the younger generation of young ladies, starting off 
before we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We know that scripture. So, you know, it takes that God-fearing village. I know everyone says it takes a village, but you can't leave God out. So our uh, motto, if you will, is it takes a God-fearing village to raise our children. So it takes all of us. So we do our part. We have three different curriculums, uh, ages 12 to 15, 16 to 19, and 20 to 26. Hmm. So uh, we actually go over and cover a whole lot. We do a whole lot to young ladies as far as, um, you know, addressing their spiritual, their physical, their mental, emotional, and their social being. God needs to be a part of every area of their life and to be first. And they have to be equipped with that to the, today's society. Hmm. Uh, definitely. We can't leave God out. And we know that a lot, you know, in this world, God is left out. So we have to definitely put him first because we know we, we are successful when God is with us. Hmm. So um, I say that right there for that's, that's great. That's fantastic. I just want everybody to know that uh, Victoria was very concerned about whether or not she would have enough to say this morning. So I think you're off to a great start. Thank you very much. This is a great start for all of this. And we want to hear more and more about what you do. So let's uh, I'm going to come back to the Titus 2 bit in just a minute, by the way. But I wanted to also let everybody know about your vocation. So what is it that you do around town in terms of your vocation, your work, um, and how can people reach you for that? Oh, yes. And also, I am the owner of Victory's Insurance Agency. Uh, we just opened up this month. God is doing many things in my life. So um, we just started. You can contact. You can follow us on Facebook. And you just go Victoria Moore, Victory's Insurance Agency, and uh, follow the link there. There's a link to the website. And also, our phone number will be given. You'll give out the phone number. Okay. Yep. Great, yep. great, great. And so, we'll give that information. So, we actually, I am a life agent, life, health, and disability insurance. That is so needed. Um, I do know, thank God for the GoFundMe. That's an ingenious plan for those who are without and they you know you often hear that you know they didn't have any insurance and so people come together family comes together and go find me but a policy will definitely help that if you go ahead and plan so every age no matter what age it is needs to be protected so we believe that every age of life that's one of the things the greatest things you could do for yourself and your families to protect your life Mm-hmm. It has have life insurance. Health insurance is important. We also can provide you with that disability. You never know what life uh, uh, event can happen, and you need some disability, long term, short term. So we can accommodate you for that. Also, I want to say that uh, you know we give out free quotes, so it won't hurt you just to see how much it would be for just getting a quote and incorporating it back into your budget. But it's definitely a necessity. Isn't that the truth? Uh, it reminds me, as you're talking about the issue of protection, that it sure seems that your vocation and your ministry kind of go together. You're into helping uh, families and individuals protect themselves, not only in terms of their health, but disability and so on, but also you're in this to protect these young ladies. So let's talk about that for a moment and the importance of that in our culture and shift our uh, attention for a moment toward the cultural issues. So what do you see in your role as a minister uh, to these young women? What do you see as of necessity 
that you interact with so that you can help them? I see. And part of our curriculum, we deal with problem solving. Good. Um, because, you know, the Word of God does tell what the trials and tribulations mm. are in the world. So they need to know what, what does that mean. Mm-hmm. So they need to know how do you solve it. And so, you know, what do you do? And again, putting God first. And then there's, you know, the physicians, depending on what you need, you know, whether it's counseling as far as a, a tragic uh, devastation that's hit your family, they need to know. And so to address that, also um, a community awareness. Mm. You know, there's a lot of human trafficking. Mm. Um, we hear about organ trafficking, just different things that we are hearing about that we want our young ladies, again, protected to be aware of their surroundings. And mm. also uh, be knowledgeable about that. You know, uh, God says that his people perish of a lack of knowledge. Mm. So bringing them to the awareness, having different speakers to come and talk about it, also touring different places, mm. um, you know, so it adds to their learning. So mm. they really get an opportunity to learn about, you know, they're in this world. Yeah. They're not of it. But That's they right. have to learn that. So it's something that just you just don't automatically know. Right. You know, so that's what we do. So you spend an awful lot of time then with very specific concerns. So uh, tell us about some of the biggest stumbling blocks that you see in culture. You mentioned uh, human human trafficking, for instance. What are some of the ways that you are looking to overcome that? Uh, you know, is it discipleship one-on-one? Uh, you have specific meetings, and if so, where might they be, that kind of thing? Well, okay, so thanks for asking that, Mark. Well, what we do, we meet twice a month. And sometimes it might be a little bit more if we have field trips. Okay. So twice a month, first the first two Saturdays of each month, and uh, that's on a Saturday, and it runs from twelve thirty to two thirty. And a lot of times we do go over because we, they don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. Okay. So uh, it depends on the questions that are asked from the the topic that we're going over. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we, we are talking about human trafficking, and there might be a movie that we might see, mm. uh, a speaker that comes out and speaks out against that, and just be more aware and be knowledgeable. Uh, don't be so anxious to, you know, like if they don't want, they want to get a job, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> work. But, you know, to use, you know, tools like Yelp, mm. Better Business Bureau, that kind of thing to make them, is this a legitimate job? You know, just don't take off with friends without anybody knowing where you're at, you know, it, it's it's saving you. We do have one life to live. That's, that's right. Just, I, that's something that we say all the time in life. You, how many lives do you have? I mm. said one. I said exactly. Yeah. So we want to make sure that that's protected. And mm. not only for them, but for their loved ones, you know, Yeah. and everything. So they really do appreciate it. And it just really rewards me just to see that they are learning mm. and grasping. Mm. How, how important uh, in your frame of reference is uh, male leadership in the home and in the church and as it regards uh, young women? It is very important. It's so important that God created that. Mm. So we uh, you know, definitely let that know it's just not, it's an order. How about that? That's right. And life there you go. is order. Mm-hmm. So uh, God definitely created the man and the woman mm-hmm. and the family. The man has a role. The father, he's, he wears different hats. And it makes all the difference. I'm a daddy's girl. So my dad is 85. Hi, dad. Ah, that's great. Ah, yes, but well, he's 85. Both parents are. Mm. But honestly, the, the man has a major role. He's the protector. 
is the priest and prophet of his mm. home. Mm. So providing for his family to assure them that not only dad goes out and get that bread, but he's going to protect mm. them. That you know that young lady and the daughters need to be you know hey dad you know really be concerned. So you know all you dads out there, mm. you know you know really, really I, you know send you kudos and blessings, kingdom blessings to you. But you have friends, you have families, and if you know that that father is not in their life, step up and and, and be that nephew's uh, father, if you will, be that strong male presence. Because when the when there's a lack of strong male presence, ah, the wolves are are, are near. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The predators. Yeah, for sure. So it's really always nice to hear that uh, strong male leadership is a necessity, especially coming from. Uh, a woman's perspective, because obviously, you know, as a daddy's girl, that's kind of important to you. You know, that's kind of a cool thing, you know. And uh, your dad's 85. That's yes, that's is. impressive. Yes, yeah. He loves his daughter. He loves both his daughters. So that's just, great. Yeah, he loves his daughter. That's great. And his last name is? Pope. Pope. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, Mr. Polk, happy Father's Day uh, ahead of time here. Just thank you so much for sharing Victoria with us. We're grateful for her work in, the, in and around Indianapolis. I wanted to uh, come back to the Titus 2 issue for a moment, and uh, because that's such a focal point of your ministry where you really do emphasize uh, the older women teaching younger women, which is exactly what Titus 2 says, um, your interest in doing this, how, how, does, how is that received in the church? How is that received by other women? How is that received by uh, all women, whether they be young or old? And do you have any help along that line? Wow, that's a good question. Well, as far as the church is concerned, there's <clears throat> we are currently in Emerson Baptist Church. Mm. So some will say, Why come you're not a church church? But again, many members the same body. Sure. So we don't have to locally have it at where we're at. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we all unify, but understanding that the real body. Right. The one the one body. Right. Christ's body. Yeah. So, you know, I don't look for the the ones that say no, because I have been told no, you know, you know, it's, and the women, you know, some of them say it's okay, it's great, it's great, but as far as really getting the help, mm. we are in need, actually we're going to be revamping our uh, internal uh, organization next fall. Okay. So looking for board members, active mm. board members, and um, you can learn about that if you go to GIGWinfo at gmail.com if you're interested. And being a board member as far as uh, president, chairman, advisor, that there. And I can elaborate a lot more if you would email me. And then we can go over that. But that's what we're going to be doing next fall. Because it's so much to do. And right. we have to have the ones that are going to share the same vision. Right. So to, to share that, we don't want to pour. Yes. And we know mighty sudden things happen when we don't want to pour. Mm. What about the issue of financial uh, help? Uh, is that of necessity for your particular group? And if so, uh, tell us about how people might go about doing that. Absolutely. Thanks for another great question. Yes, we do fundraisers, so but that's not enough. I have uh, applied for a couple of grants and was turned down. Uh, you know, so I don't know what that's about, but sometimes that happens. You know, no, no, but that doesn't mean I'm denied, just delayed. But uh, yes, need grant writers. So we do need some funding for our young leaders, you know. So how you can donate, you can definitely go to GIGWinfo at gmail.com and say that you'd like to 
to give, and I can tell you exactly how to give to us. We are 501c3. I just heard that somebody just asked that. Is she 501 Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, we are. So we're totally legitimate. Um, uh, we're definitely recognized by the IRS. So yes, yes, and yes again. And you're legitimate, not just on earth, but in heaven. There you go. So that's right. We got to have we got to have a preaching service up in here. Yeah, that's a look out. We'll get Phil invested as well. You know, get the man going over here. Uh, We are grateful for uh, Victoria Moore's uh, work here in and around Indianapolis and her work with young women. I wanted to come back to one thing before we take a break uh, about the issue of your vocation and specifically I'm interested in um, how you, you've already talked about the insurance company and so on and the necessity of, of those kinds of things. Um, and you've talked about the need that you see that people need to protect themselves. Um, talk, let's talk for a moment about the issue of uh, the protection, not just of uh, yourself, your health and so on, but let's talk about the necessity of protecting for the next generation. So how do we protect our wealth, and not just wealth in terms of the financial wealth, but wealth in terms of what we're passing on to the next generation? That sounds like the legacy. There you go. All right. That's it. So it sounds like legacy. Yes, legacy is so important that we make sure that we transfer, that the, that our, our, the next generation will inherit a good legacy, a good legacy that it's remembered, it's wealth. That's the wealth that we want to be able to leave our children. Not just like you said, Dr. Eccles, it's not just finances, but spiritually. Your legacy should be able to have integrity. Uh, what you stood for, it has nothing to do with being perfected in the flesh, because nothing's here that's going to be perfected. God will perfect those things that concerns us. So our legacy that we leave of love and uh, what we've actually done, how we lived our life, how we lived a life in, up before our families and our neighborhoods. Mm. And I can remember different ones in my neighborhoods that have gone on to glory, but they left a legacy. Mm. I'm just, when I, I, I take my kids past the, that house, this mm. person used to live here, they used to do this and they used to do that. And just, I remember that they, they might've been a bus driver, one was a teacher. That legacy of what they taught me just mm-hmm. said a few things to me mm-hmm. that made me remember, and, and it was true, the legacy that you want to live. You want to definitely leave a legacy that, you know, you are just, it shines. It just shines from generation to generation, mm-hmm. and, and that's the will of God. Yes. The, the issue of memory and passing on uh, the history that we have is crucial for everybody, uh, no matter who you, your family might be or who your culture or your community might be. Uh, in this next segment, after we take a one-song break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the issue of memory and the necessity of not just passing on uh, what we have been given, but actually talking about the need to record our legacy. It's something called ethnography. I'll introduce that in the second segment. Victoria Moore will be back with us in the second segment, so hang in there. Those of you on Facebook Live, stay with us. We're going to get our picture taken here in front of our great stand-up. Grateful for that. And uh, we'll be right back in a one-song break. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We come to you every Wednesday from 11 to 11.50. We are in segment two of our great discussion here this morning with Victoria Moore and her good work with young women 
uh, in her churches that she's uh, invested with here in Indianapolis, as well as her good work in the investment process of protecting people with insurances. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about just as we were leaving in the first segment, I wanted to come back to this and maybe spend the rest of our time uh, talking a little bit more about this, is something called ethnography. Ethnography is simply the uh, connection of ethnic with writing. So graphy means to write. So ethnography means to write about people's backgrounds. And in our first segment, Victoria and I were talking about the issue and the necessity of legacy and the importance of history and making sure that people uh, continue to know who it was that came before them. Uh, And in this case, uh, I think it's really powerful and important for us to talk about writing some of that stuff down. So in this segment, uh, Victoria, we talk about uh, the issue of legacy, the issue of history, the issue of getting some things written down. That's actually what you're doing in your nonprofit. You're getting stuff written down so that uh, your young people can have something to go with. Uh, But let's talk about the necessity of uh, doing some of this and the importance that you see in terms of uh, leaving a history in not just in terms of uh, photographs, for for instance, but also a a verbal written history. I think it's so important that we do write down. I know we're in a technology millennium age where everything is computerized. Well, you can take advantage of that and, uh, you know, video or however you want to make videos. I know you do make family videos, but just when somebody is just really outstanding and we all we all should consider ourselves outstanding when it's the good work Mm. that we are trying to do to glorify our father and help others, help all that will benefit. We definitely want to record that in such a way that it can be, you know, revisit and timely. In other words, timeless. Hmm. You know, you can uh, definitely make your own self an icon. (laughs) (laughs) You can make, you know, iconic moments in your life for families, you know, um, because our our families are are famous to us. Hmm. So, you know, we take that time out to consider all the great things that we can recall one of us doing, whether it's always having family reunions, Hmm. I can recall that. So the Breckenridge uh, ladies on my mom's side, they always had the family reunion, and, and they lived to 103, oh, 96, wow. 93. Wow. I think it was just in the 90s. All wow. Up. So it's, it was just excellent. And so they were talking about longevity and things, and please continue to have, uh, they told us to please continue the family reunions because we are family. Mm. And so and that is important. And, and, the, and it wasn't recorded, but it was recorded in my mind. So definitely, uh, I can put that down on the paper and definitely record that video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, but we need to definitely make sure that that's something that we do and just not say it, but actually do it. There so, you go. Yeah. That's a, that's important. And, and just so everybody knows, these uh, videos that are being taking, taken right now, uh, Facebook Live, are archived. So you can actually go back and revisit these on my Facebook page. Uh, You can also go to our iTunes Apple page where we have all of our podcasts. You can listen to them in in podcast form. And uh, we also have them archived at thecominiusinstitute.org.com. Josh Collingwood puts those up every single week. We're grateful for his work there. So you can just drop by, listen to segments, uh, take out what you don't want to listen to, hear who you want to hear, uh, actually track some of the 
the kind of subjects that we are actually invested in. So uh, Victoria is absolutely right. The necessity of getting this in a digital age has shifted to a degree. That is, we're actually doing this. Um, some people would say we're putting our stuff into the cloud. Other people would say we're digitizing it. However that happens, we're still keeping it because we actually think we have something good to say. So here's just an example of this. And I'm going to throw it back to Victoria. Uh, one of the things that we're doing right now uh, through IUPUI is actually uh, a very interesting four months investing in the Flanner House down in MLK. Uh, so that wonderful African-American cultural icon that has so much history to it. And we have a group of students who are working on an ethnographic assignment. So they're putting together uh, through their uh, conversations with the people that are there at the center at the Flanner House, uh, they're actually putting together some recipes mm. from uh, some some of the folks that are down there uh, so that they might not be forgotten. So even the, the issue of food is a big deal. So let me just ask you real quick, do you have any recipes you want to make sure you pass on? You want to give it to us right now? Well, I tell you what, uh, we said food, but uh, I won't give out that recipe. I, only to my family. <laughs> <laughs> But however, yes, that is, it's so, it's, it is so great. Uh, the legacy that we need to really leave with our, our, our family and that recipe mm. is that love. Mm. That's got to be first. There you go. And it is, a, is, it is unconditional. Um, mm. Also, it comes with some chastising and discipline. <laughs> so, uh, but love is first. Joy, you want to definitely laugh as much as you can. <laughs> That's so important. Isn't I was for the heart. <laughs> I was chuckling at the chastisement part. That was the funny part to me. <laughs> yeah, because we can all remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, right. Yeah. Remember yeah. the belt and the switch, yes. and oh my, oh, yes. look out now, boy. That's gonna hurt them more than it hurts us. Isn't that the truth? And that's reaching back a ways because I don't think that's talked about much anymore. You know, it's not. But we've got a discipline, love, mm. discipline. That's that's a must. There so you go. It's, uh, Definitely joy and the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that I would say is the recipe of life, of mm. human life. You know, that, mm. that self-discipline, the self-control, as we should know. You know, that right there, the fruits of the spirit is what we should be known by. Mm. And that recipe right there, I, I, you can't go wrong with that. Mm. The fruits of the spirit, that's what I would say the recipe that I would need. When you talk about the fruits of the Spirit, and I'm thinking back about all the young uh, ladies that you work with uh, in your nonprofit, uh, how is it that you best include the fruit of the Spirit in their life? How do you invest in them uh, in a way so that, for lack of a better word, it sticks, it stays with them? How does it stay with them? We do workshops. Okay. So some activities with them so that we could find out what they really know because a lot mm -hmm. of our young people think they know everything mm -hmm. and that so there's been times in our activities that we will test their learning and knowledge of how much they really know when it comes to life you okay. know uh, different um, avenues that they have not yet embarked upon yep. and so we will future tense that style to where they are like okay and, and actually put them on, you know, you got the stage, you know, tell us what you would do in this instance mm. and tell us what you would, how you would react, you know. Okay. So, and they're like, um, I'll pass. So That's it's pass. kind of like a, a role play uh, kind of setting situation, yes. yeah? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, we live in the real world and these young people have, that they know what it's like. 
But of course, what they don't know and what they do need is what you're offering to them, and that is the wisdom, not just of age, but of a Christian point of view. Yeah. So, you know, let's say, for instance, what it's like um, for to be to be encountered by let's use that term to be encountered by young men and what young men might be most interested in. And so, you know, of course, your young ladies already know this, but you are helping them to navigate how to deal with those kinds of situations. Oh, that's called peer pressure. Mm. And that peer pressure is something that it's real. Mm. And they can feel it. And, mm. you know, when they're wanting to do, I can t- testify all that. But doing something that you really don't want to do, when going against principles that your parents have taught you or that you've learned, that they've learned on their own, mm. that they know. But the peer pressure, they have to learn to say no. No is a powerful word. Mm. And so they have to exercise no. Mm. And it's okay. It's okay if you have to be by yourself for a while. For a while. I've learned to mark time because mm. it's not going to always be like that. Yeah. You know, you won't always, but you don't want to be with the majority. You want to be with the few. Mm. It's the few that's going to make it. Mm. And so I definitely share with them, you don't want to go that route. That, that's a, that road is sorrow. Mm. When you yield to that temptation, you have no idea what sorrow is going to bring. And sorrow is just what it is. Mm. It's pain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh, something I wanted to come back to this again as well, this idea of recipe, because we were talking about food recipes a moment ago, and that's obvious you're not going to give up any of your family recipes. So I'm not even going to go there anymore, obviously. But uh, I, and I was actually kind of looking for a pecan pie recipe, but, you know, I'll, I'll leave that there. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about the necessity of recipe for young uh, ladies and for young men, for all of us, really. How do you uh, present uh, your focal point, the main principles and so on, within a recipe? Do you give them uh, various principles to live by? Are there... Are there certain things when they encounter a certain situation, this is what you need to do, go through the steps? Tell us about that. Okay, so a lot of times my testimony of how what has happened to me so has given them an opportunity. Okay, she knows what she's talking about. Um, I was a teenage teenager when I had my first child. So I told them I did graduate, but that's not the point. I disappointed me. You know, I love my child. It's not, the child wasn't a sin, but... Uh, my, the act was. Mm. And so I went through the emotional part, mm. how I was not ready for something mm. that I had to embark upon. Now, I love my child. Love, you know, that's definitely, you know, it's not the point. But when you do things that you're not ready for, uh, a lot can affect you. So the effects of what your choices are, when you should have said no a minute and you end up yielding to that, that peer pressure, the effects comes back on you and your family. Mm. So it, 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 I, when I speak to the, even the young men, it's not that you, you, you can't, whether it's drugs or if you've been introduced to it, it's, you want, again, I know about you know, drugs too, but also say no, you know, why are you doing this? This is going to affect you. You have no idea what the effects are. You have no, I mean, I know that on our commercials, they tell you about this medicine will help this, but the side effects are The side effects will kill you, yeah. And the effects, again, the side Mm. effects to what your choices 
leads you to, it's it's horrendous. It, mm. it can cost you your life with just a lot of grief. I'm talking about the choices. Yes. You know, so their choices make them. And, and there's a plan and purpose, the reason why they came here. Some of them have the cure for AIDS. Some of them have cure for cancer. Some of them have this and that. And, and, and not that you can't get there, but, you know, when you yield to that temptation, it's some people don't come back from that yeah. devastation. Some people don't live through it. I mean, as a child mm-hmm. coming up, you know, so don't cheat yourself. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are here to con you, uh, but I'm not. You've got to make the right choices for you. You mm-hmm. deserve it. Choice. A choice always brings with it consequence, and I think that's something young people really kind of forget. Uh, this reminds me, of course, of Proverbs chapter 2 and the necessity of uh, being wary w- uh, of those with whom you congregate, those with whom you spend time. Um, and Victoria's point is absolutely correct. There are people out there that want to con you. And let's take go back to the recipe metaphor for just a second and say, if the recipe calls for uh, sugar and you put in salt, that ain't going down too good. So the issue of can you mess up your life? Yeah, you can. Does that mean that your whole life is ruined? No. But it does mean that choice brings consequence, and that's something that all people, not just young people, but frankly all people, uh, need, need to reckon with on a regular basis. Uh, when you are dealing with these kinds of situations, do you have situations where uh, you find that uh, young people have made the wrong choice? and that you need to come alongside them then and spend time with them in that way. Yes, that's the laboring part. And I I love building that because, you know, we all make mistakes. So that's a given. Mm -hmm. But to actually encourage them to the point where they feel worthy again, you know. A lot of times, you know, when you're going through whatever it might be, if they're, you know, they got locked up or something behind bars, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them. And... uh, we as his disciples, his followers, we love them too. Mm, because yeah. that, that's still, I mean, they made a, a, a choice. And uh, they're not supposed to be cast down or, or, right. or just, you know, something happened along the way that their story needs to be uh, told, you know, uh, listened to. How about mm, that? Listen to, to, yeah, absolutely. And then also love. I mean, that right. don't love there. Just sometimes listening is love. Isn't that the know? truth? And then... And, and telling them that God loves them yeah. and that, uh, you know, you got another chance. As long as you have breath in your body, you can definitely make the right choices. Mm. You don't have to just settle for that mm. and just say, forget, you know, give up and give in. Giving up and giving in is not the recipe. That, that's really an important point. Uh, giving up and giving in is not in the recipe. So don't follow that one. Uh, you might actually see that from time to time. People want you to think that, but it's not true. Um, I, I'm thinking that as I hear you talking about these things, that obviously you've been there and you understand you're empathetic with these young people because you've gone through some of the things that they can look at you and say, you know, she's already been there. Um, How important is it uh, for them to see that in somebody uh, like you? How important is that to them? That's very important because transparency um, that's letting them know that I'm just not telling them something. Mm. I'm, I've, I've actually experienced it. And when you have an experience, your, your volume is loud. Mm. They can hear it very clearly because you can touch them right where they're at. Mm. 
you know, right where they're at. When you've gone through something that's similar or something that they can say, oh, wow, how did you get through that? Mm. You know, well, tell me, tell me more, you know, Mm. what what are you doing now? You know, so they want to hear all of you and they want to hear more. And then it it helps them, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. So, yeah, so that's. One of the great things, uh, of course, of what Scripture teaches about these things, we, we think about our the great high priest, our big brother, uh, Jesus. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 4 talks about the necessity of understanding that Jesus has already gone through these things and that he is truly empathetic. He not only experienced these things, but he came out on the other side as a sinless human being. That's the reason why uh, his death for us is sufficient, the sacrifice is sufficient for us in terms of our own sinfulness. Let's talk just for a moment uh, before we conclude the show here about uh, the kinds of opportunities that you have to share the gospel uh, with these young ladies and the importance and the power of that in their lives. Uh, Obviously, the the true change that takes place, you mentioned the fruit of the Spirit a moment ago, uh, the true change that takes place is the inward change where they acknowledge that they're a sinner and in need of a Savior. Um, how how much um, of that do you get to invest in with these young ladies? When I minister to them, I, I tell them that he's the only way. Christ is the only way. There mm-hmm. is no other way. You know, I, I mean, they can try it and say it, but there's no other way. Mm-hmm. Successfully, mm-hmm. there's no other. He is success. He mm-hmm. successfully said not his will, but thy will be done. So mm-hmm. when I minister to them, I, I tell them as a born-again believer, child of God. We have a creed and we have affirmations that are based upon the Bible. And then we also had like a puzzle to understand what the creed is saying. Mm. That they're a child of the God and, and and they go through all of that. They they learn it, just not say it because you can say anything. But to have it broken down and to, to really um, explain it to them to the point where Oh, man, my name, they know the meaning of their name. Like our creed says, my name is Victoria. It means victory and victorious. Mm. So, and then they'll go and say, well, my name is such and such. And it means this, you know. Yeah. So they get really excited about who they are. And mm. then they begin to say the, the creed and what it stands for. But now talk to them about how Jesus declared and decreed mm. a thing. So when I'm ministering to them, I let them know he's the way and they come through that door. So I'm part of that God-fearing village. I don't push the word on them. I minister to them because he will draw. Every time they come, he's drawing them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's that's his plan and purpose is to draw them. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. I get excited to see how they are being drawn. And I love all my young leaders. I love That's great stuff. And we're glad for the opportunities in the ministry that you have in and around uh, Indianapolis. One of the things that strikes me as I hear you talking about these things is the necessity of the internal change and something that we honestly don't hear that much about. So I'm I'm really thrilled uh, to hear those kinds of things today. Uh, Here toward the end of the show, I wanted to give you an opportunity to once again give a snapshot uh, of your vocation, that is your insurance uh, responsibilities. But then uh, along with the protection of insurance comes the protection of what you're doing with young ladies. So take about 30 seconds for each of those, your okay. vocation and your ministry. All right. The vocation is Victories Insurance. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Y apostrophe S, Insurance Agency, LLC, 
You can find us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Facebook that has uh, the webpage, link to it, go straight there, get a free quote, put your information in. Mm. Uh, we believe that every age of life uh, needs to be protected and uh, look forward to answering your calls. Uh, we are, will definitely do that, we'll take care of you. The importance of my girls and to godly women, which is G-I-G-W, uh, you can find me on G-I-G-W-Info at gmail.com. E email me and tell me if you want to donate, mm -hmm. if you would like to uh, be a part of it, uh, get more information, definitely you can go to our website there. It's www.gigw.org. You can go there as well. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure uh, today with you, Dr. Evans. Oh, thank, thank you. So uh, we're grateful for that and for the, your time uh, to spend here with us today. Uh, we continue again next week and, and throughout the month of May, uh, looking forward to all of the great guests that we will have here at the Comenius Institute, uh, sponsored Warp and Woof radio show, and we're grateful for that. So uh, for those of you listening, uh, you might say to yourself, boy, how do I get on this program? Uh, this would be something, or I know somebody that uh, does good work in and around Indianapolis, the whole point of our show, Titus 3, 1, 8, and 14, do good, do good, do good. Looking for Christians who are doing that in and around Indy. So if you know of people, if you're one of those people, you want to get in contact with us, go to our websites, uh, warpandwoof.org, comminiusinstitute.org.com. Shoot us a message there. We'll follow up. Or you can uh, contact me specifically on Gmail. It's echel, E-C-K-E-L, 1957 at gmail.com. And we'll also connect with you there. So lots of different ways to do that. Uh, make sure that we know who is doing uh, the good work out there as Christians in and around Indianapolis. Uh, Victoria Moore has been with us here this morning talking about legacy and the importance of uh, setting up a good recipe for the future for these young ladies. We've touched on the concept of ethnography, the importance of getting our histories down for the future, and the necessity of what that means uh, for folks who will come after us. I'm always mindful of Psalm 71, 14 to 18, which says, Even when I am old and gray, I will continue to share the mighty works of God with the next generation. And that's what we are all about. We're grateful again for those who help us. H.B. Bell, our producer, Josh Collingwood, who puts together our tech and, of course, Polly Riddell, who is our chief connections officer, making all kinds of connections in and around Indy for us. We're grateful for all of their help, for our board members, for the opportunities that we have because uh, of their oversight. We're grateful as well. We come to you again next week, Wednesday, from 11 to 11.50 with our next guest. And until then, we'll see you.